Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. B-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. I didn't even First down and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. All right, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Eagles Unfiltered, presented by Blev Podcast Network and powered by betonline.ag the only site that you should do your sports betting on that's betonline.ag co-host connor miles here with my co-host ed crass ed so good to be back to you with you my friend you know the eagles are on a bye this week uh a lot of stuff is in the air you know we're still trying to figure out jalen hurts still trying to figure out we're still on him uh nick sirianni has looked very promising up to this point if you ask me uh, there's a lot of progression there that's noticeable. So I, I think the right now we're all confident in the coach. At least, at least majority it seems is confident in the coach. But you know this this cloud over this team is is the quarterback position. It's what are the Eagles going to do with the quarterback position? Is Jalen Hurts the guy? What should they do going forward? They have all this draft compensation, yada yada yada. But what's funny is this fake quarterback controversy that keeps trying to get spun out. I mean. The the Gardner Minshew the the Jalen Hurts quarterback controversy that the media keeps trying to spin and and you know the talk show radio brings up but it couldn't be more fake if you ask me in my opinion I mean uh, Gardner Minshew is liked with this team obviously I don't know if everybody has noticed but he was out with Lane Johnson during the bye week spending time with him um, Dave Caldwell his former GM with the Jacksonville Jaguars is with this Philadelphia Eagles organization now in the front office uh, next to High Roseman that's pretty much tells you why Gardner Minshew was acquired and why he was acquired for so little. I mean, the team that knew him the best other than the Jacksonville Jaguars was the Philadelphia Eagles because Dave Caldwell was on board and Andre Dillard, you know, Andre Dillard's uh, former college teammate. But I think we're losing a little sidetrack of what Gardner Minshew is. You know, the Eagles didn't trade a second round pick or a first round pick for Gardner Minshew. They didn't draft Gardner Minshew in the second round. They gave up a conditional Six round pick for him, Ed. If that tells you anything, that says we view this guy as a backup. We view this guy as filling out our quarterback room because we're the quarterback factory. We like to have guys that show some kind of, you know, starting experience or has some kind of potential. He's he's a great option to have behind a guy like Jalen Hurts. You know, Mark Sanchez was a great backup to have behind Nick Foles and Sam Bradford because you're transitioning. That's a guy who can come in and win games with you while you're transitioning because you don't know if the quarterback is your guy. That is Gardner Minshew. Whether or not Jalen Hurts is the quarterback next year, Gardner Minshew should still be quarterback too. Uh, Nick Sirianni, when they acquired him, said that he was a big fan of his during the pre-draft uh, evaluations when Sirianni was with the Colts. Uh, it seems like that guy that's the type of guy that you want as your backup who knows the playbook well, knows the system well, and come in and win games for you while you're still transitioning to the starting quarterback spot. That's where I see Gardner Minshew on this team. And that's how I see him going forward. There's no quarterback controversy. He's not going to start over Jalen Hurts. Ed, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I mean, listen, it was a great story for one week. You know, Gardner Minshew comes in, plays well against the New York Jets, a team I think Reed Sinet, the third-string quarterback, probably could have beaten. 
Certainly, I think Jalen Hurts beats that team. I mean, that defense is just terrible. Uh, but Gardner Minshew did a, did a really good job. But, you know, Nick Sirianni is very good at, you know, stamping out these controversies. We saw him do that with Miles Sanders when he missed three games on uh, with an ankle injury and the, and the running game took off with Miles uh, on injured reserve. But, you know, Sirianni made it very clear that when Miles was ready to return, he was going to still be the starting running back. And that's the same thing with Hurts. You know, Sirianni said right after the game, you know, in the interview room, I was there at MetLife Stadium. He said, Jalen Hurts, of course, he's going to be my starting quarterback. And, you know, it's a week later now, and that hasn't changed. He's going to be the starter if his ankle is healthy. And by all accounts, it will be. You know, this bye week helps him get that ankle ready to play. That's the only reason he didn't play is because the ankle didn't respond. He did all he could to get ready, but it just wasn't 100%. Um, and, you know, I think the best thing that the Eagles got out of that game with Gardner Minshew is he, he showed he can perform at a, at a respectable level. Uh, you know, he is limited. He's a, he's a mid-range passer. He can't throw deep. You know, he's limited with his athleticism. But by him going out there and showing what he can do, uh, I'm not so sure if somebody makes the Eagles an offer, uh, you know, of a mid-range pick going into the draft, you know, maybe a fourth, that sounds a little high, or a fifth. I don't think he's going to be on the team. I think the Eagles will take that, uh, and they'll run into the offseason with Sinet and Hurts and draft somebody, maybe bring in a veteran backup. But, you know, they gave up the conditional sixth, like you said, but there are some desperate teams out there. And, you know, the Carolinas, Carolina Panthers were one team that inquired about it, uh, acquiring Minshew after they lost Sam Darnold and before they signed Cam Newton and signed Matt Barkley to kind of come in and fill that hole when Darnold went down. But, you know, they never really got too far along in their trade talks. But that's what's out there. I mean, Gardner Minshew may not be a part of this team next year because he's put himself in a position uh, to perhaps move on and to get what he wants. And that's a starting job because to me, it's just not going to happen here in Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts. You mentioned we're still trying to figure him out. And, you know, listen, they're going to have four games here in a playoff race to figure out if Hertz can be the guy. Uh, and, and maybe they ride with him for another year and do something else with that draft capital. Uh, you know, uh, maybe even flip some of those picks for more picks in 2023 after they see another year of Hertz because this quarterback class isn't considered one of the best. Um, but there's a lot of different ways the Eagles can go with the quarterback spot. And if that's anything, if, if there's one thing in life you want, it's options. And the Eagles have options. And Minshew gave them another option by putting himself in a position to perhaps be traded in the offseason for a mid-range pick. Interesting thought on that. Interesting thought. Uh, I mean, the most I take away from what you just said is, you know, Jalen Hurts did say he was going to play this week, though. You know, that, that I mean, uh, excuse me, against the Jets. Yeah, I, that's the competitor in him, though. Yeah, is that sure. that's what I should be taking away from that? Is that just yeah. that's just the competitor? And there's nothing else that we should be looking at because I thought it was interesting. You know, that stuck with me that whole entire weekend. Yeah, that's why I like to talk to you and you know have an open conversation and talk this out. That stuck with me the whole entire week. You know, he said he was going to play, and then you know, last minute, Derek Gunn reports he's not going to play, and I was like, what? Well, I can't believe it. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles wanted to see if he could answer the bell on Sunday. You know, he was an ultimate game time decision. I know that report by Derek Gunn came out on Saturday, but to be honest, I don't think right. the Eagles were were even clear at that point if that was going to be the case. I know some players still talk to Derek Gunn, and that's how he gets his stories is, you know, he has some 
uh, you know, some players that speak. Right, but you are right. that They they did go into the game trying to make Jalen Hurts a game-time decision because they did try with him. Yes, you are correct, though. I exactly. Know. I mean, Gardner Minshew said he didn't even know he was starting until he looked around and didn't see Jalen Hurts in uniform. So, I mean, it was the ultimate game-time decision. His ankle didn't respond. Um, and, yeah, you're right. You know, uh, Hurts came out on – Wednesday, prior to the Jets game, he always talks on Wednesday, um, except there was one time he talked on Friday uh, because there were meetings. It was a short week. Um, I can't remember the circumstances. I guess it was Thanksgiving week. But anyway, he talked on Wednesday and he said, you know, I'm going to play. But if you look at that video again and and him talking at that press conference, you know, you can kind of see that he's like he makes a little face like, yeah, that's, you know, (laughs) I'm not 100 percent sure I'm playing, but. As a competitor, like you said, yeah, every player wants to play. I'm sure he lobbied hard to uh, to try to start that game. But, um, you know, the Eagles are going to act in the best interest of a player's health. You hope that's what they say anyway, but you hope that's the case. And that's what they did in this case. Hurts wanted to play, felt like he could play, but clearly he wasn't ready to play with the ankle. Because I know, you know, it sounds silly that these theories are out there that, you know, maybe they wanted to see – uh, a more efficient passer in Nick Sirianni's system. That's or evaluate Nick Sirianni's Nick Sirianni's offense without Jalen Hurts behind center. Yeah. I think that's more fair than what people give credit for. I do think that's fair because as much as you're evaluating the quarterback, you're evaluating the coach. You don't know if he's the guy. You know, you have to know if this is going to be the guy too as well. So I thought, you know, we all know Howie Roseman makes the shots here. He makes the calls here. We all know that. I think we're pretty all aware. Uh, I don't want to say Nick Sirianni is a yes man, but he was brought in under the idea of being that. You know, Doug started being rebuttal a little bit. They got a different guy in there, you know, that, to really agree to everything. Because I still think it's it's Howie's show. You know, Howie's still running the show. Jeffrey and Howie, you guess you should say, in unison, are still running the show. Um, if they made that call, you know, the Eagles are going to do it. We know that, right? But there is the missing context there that this is why we have you on the show as a co-host is that you're on the scene and you, it seems like you had the impression that he was, I already watch it to make sure for sure. But it seems like your impression was being a reporter of the team, covering the team, being up close to them. It was, he, he was injured and they didn't want to push the ankle, especially since he's, you know, mobility is such a huge part of his game. Yeah. Well, I thought earlier in the week that, you know, Hey, maybe the Eagles do want to see Minshew in that setting. Uh, you know, see what he can do in Nick Sirianni's offense. Uh, you know, and I speculated, hey, maybe it would be a good time to sit Jalen Hurts under the guise of this injury. And then Hurts comes out Wednesday and says he wants to start, he wants to play, but you know, he wasn't. Uh, you know, his ankle—I mean, ankle injuries are tough. You know, they they can have that lingering swelling, and if he's not a hundred percent and can't be that mobile quarterback that he is, that's a big part of his game—is that mobility he brings and. You know, with the bye week on the other side of that game, it just kind of made sense that, hey, why rush this? Why not just give him the extra week? We have this backup quarterback that we invested a sixth-round pick in. Let's just put him out there. We're confident in him as well. And listen, I I give Sirianni and his offensive staff credit for, you know, what they did with Minshew in there. Uh, You know, I asked Sirianni how different of a game plan it had to, you know, they had to devise with the backup in there. And he said, you know, in the run game, it wasn't different at all. But in the pass game, yeah, they had to make some tweaks to what they wanted to do. And I I think we saw that they came out trying to get Dallas Goddard the ball. You know, Goddard was coming in off of a, a three or a one catch game for zero yards, only targeted three times in that very disappointing loss to the Giants. 
uh, and they targeted him, I think, four times on that first drive. And he had a huge game. I mean, he was almost at 100 yards at halftime. I'm thinking this guy's going to be the NFC Offensive Player of the Week uh, if he has kind of a, a similar second half. But then the Eagles kind of took the air out of the ball a little bit, ran it more, uh, kind of like they did with Hertz, you know, when, when they were running the ball with great success. And Hertz only attempted a handful of passes in the second half of those those wins. Uh, they did the same thing with Minshew. But initially, yeah, the game plan changed a little bit. And I give Sirianni uh, a lot of credit and his staff. And, you know, I'll even go a step further and, and say that, you know, he's, he's going to be the coach. I mean, there's no question he'll be the coach in 2022. No this guy has really evolved this offense. Uh, he's not a guy that's going to stay inside the box and try to make something work his way. He's going to go outside the box and try to find ways to make things work. Uh, he's very good at adapting. And you look at this offense, Connor, and this is a, an offense that is 10th in the league in scoring. Uh, they've had six games of 30 plus points after not having a single one last year under Doug Peterson. They've got six of them and they're five and one in those games. So, you know, this is an offense that can put points on the board. And when they do, it seems like when they hit that 30 point mark, they're, they're going to win. So uh, I like what he's done. He's done it without Miles Sanders for three weeks, even with Sanders out running game took off. He overcame the, tr the trade of uh, Zach Ertz turning to Dallas Goddard more. Uh, and then he put a, start, a backup quarterback in for a start, and he won that game. So to me, Nick Sirianni, if I had to give him a letter of grade, I'd probably give him a good solid B at this point. Now, there's four games left. We'll see. That that grade can go up or down depending on how they do over these last five, uh, four games. I've been so mad at myself this season because, you know, I, I usually have patience. You know, I'm not usually one of those Eagles fans who gets irrational and says, you know, this is, this is it. Throw it all out. But I was. I was this season, you know, the earlier the season, I was like, forget the quarterback, forget the coach. This is this was a mistake. What a, that was a mistake to say that. Uh, the growth of Nick Sirianni has just been so noticeable, and I mean, I think I'll go even a step further and say he's doing this with above, like below average talent. You know, Jordan Howard was thought he was going to retire. Boston Scott is not a starting running back in this league by any means. Kenny Gainwell's a rookie. Like the wide receivers, it's Devontae, and that's it. Yeah. And Dallas, what, I mean, is a tight end. Yeah. And Dallas, it. yes. And Dallas is their tight end, obviously. That's your two weapons. I mean, yeah. You're, you don't have a legitimate quarterback as of right now. I trust in Jalen Hurts. I believe in Jalen Hurts to a, to a degree. Um, you know, that Giants game really crushed me. A Giants game really crushed yeah, me. Yeah, that was a, it, that hurt. That hurt. It, that it was a tough pill to swallow for Jalen Hurts' development. But I'm not throwing the white flag on him yet. I'm just saying there's 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 a lot that needs to be worked with, and I think there's some things that he's never going to be able to overcome. Yeah. But it's still right now. I'm still you know giving it some time. They have those three first round picks. It's still you know it still is in the back of my mind that Harry Roseman was at Kenny Pickett's game. You know. If Harry Roseman's showing interest in a quarterback prospect to the point where he's going to his games, we should start paying attention to that. I'm just yeah. letting everybody know right now. We didn't pay attention to it at the Senior Bowl when he fell in love with Jalen Hurts, and that was our mistake. We should start paying attention to it now, just for everybody to know out there. Yeah. Anyways, I, I'm, I'm okay with going into next season seeing Jalen Hurts. I am. But if they feel this offseason that a quarterback that they like it that. They're 100% confident in. They want to invest in. I, by all means, go go for it. Most important position on the field. Nothing 
that has gone this season has sold me on Jalen Hurts. And if anything of this season has sold you on Jalen Hurts, let's have a talk. Let's have a conversation because I need some of that faith. Well, right now, I would say, uh, yeah, I would say, look at ahead. Baltimore. Look at look at the Ravens. You know, Lamar Jackson came into this league and he couldn't pass worth a darn. You know, he was known for his feet. You know, he struggled to make throws. And yeah, yeah he, he has an arm he strength able, though. He, he has arm strength. He can throw the he, ball down he, the field. He does, a, he does have arm strength, but you know, Hurts. You know, Hurts can throw the ball deep. You know, we saw him hit Quez Watkins for 91 yards against okay. San Francisco. We saw him hit Deshaun Jackson last year against Dallas for an 80-yard touchdown. I mean, we've seen him throw the ball deep to, to Ertz uh, when he was here. I mean, he I think he's got adequate arm strength, and I'm not sure that's really the number one indicator of what you right. want in your quarterback. Oh, I'm not, yeah. I'm not, his arm strength is arm strength. Yeah. His arm strength is way more than enough. Way yeah. more than enough. Oh, um, Here's what I would say about Hertz. What? Why I would like to see him. Uh, well, again, four games left. I mean, he could fall on his face. I mean, this is this is crunch time for the Eagles with Jalen Hurts as the quarterback. Can they win three of these last four to put themselves in position to get into the playoffs? You know, they might need help, but to me, they have to win three of the four, and it's going to be tough. You know, you have to play Washington twice in a three-week span, home and away. That that's tough. Uh, you have to close with the Cowboys. That's tough. Uh, you know, you hope that they can get revenge against the Giants team that might not have uh, Daniel Jones at quarterback. Mike Glennon's been a disaster. But it's still, you you have to win, I think, three of these four. And that's going to be a big part of that's going to be on Jalen Hurts. Can he find a way to do that? If he can, maybe even if they go two and two, I'd like to see him get another year because, number one, uh, He's had six different offenses in the last six years. I would like to see him get a second year within an offense. And I'd like to see Nick Sirianni have a quarterback for a second straight year. Remember, he came here after three years in Indianapolis where he had three different quarterbacks he was working with, with Luck, Brissett, and Rivers. And now he comes to Philly. This is his fourth quarterback in four years. So I would like to see Sirianni have a second year with the same quarterback as much as I would like to see Hurts have a second year within the system to grow and take into the offseason knowing he's got sixteen a 16-game encyclopedia to look at to see what he needs to do better and how he can improve. That's definitely a fair point. That's a, that's a really good point, to be honest with you. I don't think many of us are looking that far into it, but that is, it's, it is tough to get it right when you're going through six different systems. Yeah. You know, it, it is tough. I, I, look, I'm not hating on the guy. We, need, we do need to give him more credit. You know, this, as much as people want to say last year was rookie year, I still disagree with that because of the pandemic and what it did to rookies. This year is his rookie year, especially at the quarterback position. I do want to, I, I'm I'm fully on board with going into next year and seeing what they have with him because I think the best thing the Philadelphia Eagles can do is build the team around the quarterback. Jalen Hurts isn't going to be the guy. That's fine. Next year, you can go in. Uh, Next year you go into it and you're in, your roster's in a way better position to win with either a rookie or a veteran you bring in than it is right now. I would not take that all that draft capital that they have right now, especially with the way the defense is playing. You know, that defense, you said it multiple times on the show, and I agree with it. They don't have enough dogs. You know, they, they need to add that personnel. Um, there's no way I would want to take these picks these three first-round picks that they're because they're definitely going to get that Colts pick now, and invest it in trading up for a quarterback because right now they're looking like they might not even be they might be at the back end of the top ten. They not might not even be in the top five. Yep. 
Because if they're going to have to draft a quarterback, it's going to be one guy. Because it looks like this quarterback class is shaping up to be Kenny Pickett, and then let's let everybody else figure it out. That's what it's looking like right now to me. And how well Roseman was at Kenny Pickett's game. If they want that a specific quarterback, they're going to have to move up and get him. Because these desperate quarterback teams are going to do what happened in 2016 is a great example. The top teams that were in the draft didn't really need a quarterback. Because if the Lions decide that, you know, Jared Goff is still our guy, we need to build around him. The top teams in this draft might not need a quarterback. So that was the same thing in 2016. It was like the Titans and then the um, uh, Browns uh, didn't need quarterbacks at pick one and two. So the Rams moved up and the Eagles moved up. I think that will happen again this year. So if the Eagles want a quarterback, kiss those three first goodbye. Because they're going to have to move up and get said quarterback. Not with all the three first, but they're going to have to give one of them. or you know, They're going to have to give a lot. I don't like that idea, Ed. I don't like that idea when you have a new coach. And they, again, the, the Eagles did this masterfully with Carson Wentz because they, they recouped what they lost with the Sam Bradford trade. They recouped everything they lost, so they put their new head coach and their new rookie quarterback still in a good position to build around the team. I want to do the same thing here, Nick Sirianni. You know, I don't want to deplete his resources to sell myself on the thought of Russell Wilson coming to Philadelphia. I that's stupid of me. I you know, I know Russell Wilson is the lead quarterback. I know that if he joins this team right now, I, I don't know if I could say that. You know, so many people are confidently saying that if Russell Wilson was on this Eagles team, they're a playoff caliber team. I can't confidently say that with the way that he's playing right now. And with the way that, you know, the, the Eagles defense is playing, I can't confidently say that. He, but, he's not coming. Yeah, he's not coming here. He's not coming here. No, I know, I know that. I don't want to chase these ghosts of what, what can be this offseason. I don't want to chase the ghost of Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, and then get to the draft and say, oh, crap, we've been trying to get these quarterbacks all offseason. We made it pretty well known that we want a quarterback. Now we're going to have to get a quarterback because our quarterback we have right now is probably his confidence probably shot since we were trying to get a new quarterback. <laughs> So I don't want to get ourselves in that situation. I want to get ourselves in a situation of how can we build this team moving forward and let the quarterback position figure itself out? Because Jalen Hurts does show some promising sides. You know, that Denver game, I thought that was the best game of him as a passer, as a Philadelphia Eagle, was against Denver Broncos. I thought he passed the ball incredibly well. And it was Vic Vangio's defense. It was a great defensive court who's been a great defensive coordinator in this league for years. And a great defense. You know, that Denver secondary is one of the best in the league right now. Jalen Hurts played one of his best games as a passer. That's all I want to see from Jalen Hurts. I'm not talking about arm strength. I'm not talking about, you know, not running the ball. I'm talking about, I want to see quarterback instincts take over these last four games instead of reverting to always running. You know, in Denver, he did it perfectly. Instead of scrambling, he waited. You know, he was a little bit more patient. He made the right, correct reads. He made the correct throws. Show me that going forward. Don't show me what Patrick Graham did to you because that blueprint is out there for the rest of the league to see right now. Ron Rivera and Dan Quinn, they're going to follow that blueprint to a T. And you play Patrick Graham one more time to end the season. That blueprint's out there. Teams are going to follow it. Overcome it. And stick with the quarterback instincts that you have developed up until this point. That's all I want to see. And then, yes, let's go into next year with you for sure. But if you don't do that and you continue the downward slide that you did against the Giants, against the Cowboys and the Washington football team and the Giants again, I'm sorry, Ed. 
I don't know if I'm I'm in on the quarterback. Yeah, well, yeah, of course not. I mean, that's that's a hypothetical for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and the NFL is week to week adapting. Okay, the Giants gave them a look, and now it's up to the Eagles and their coaching staff to kind of show Hertz how to combat that. Okay, and you know, I think he's a pretty bright guy. I think he can pick it up. Um, every quarterback, Absolutely. especially one that's you know 23 years old or whatever, who's still feeling his way into the league. It's going to have a game like that. And you're right. You can't let that snowball. And that, that again, is not only on Hertz, but it's on the coaching staff to say, look, this is what they did. This is what they showed us. And this is how we can beat that next time. And and and, you, and if sometime tries to use that blueprint, now you have a blueprint. You've adjusted to what was shown and you are able to overcome that. So, you know, I, it's a big hypothetical to say, you know, if he does it again and again, two more big games, then yeah. I mean, then then he's fallen on his face and now you really have to think long and hard about what you're going to do there. But again, we, you know, he hasn't done that yet. We haven't seen that yet. Um, mm-hmm. But again, four games. And with that playoff possibility staring at you in the face on top of all that, um, we're going to see what Jalen Hurts and what Nick Sirianni and what this team is about. The defense has played better. Uh, I think some of that is a product of playing, you know, some offenses that aren't, you know, Kansas City Chiefish or Tampa Bay Buckish. Sorry to interrupt, but the way that they started that game against the Jets, I was, uh, yeah, I was like, come on, man. Right. I mean, look, Eagles fans are scarred from what we've seen earlier in the year with quarterbacks completing 80% of their throws, teams not having to use their punter twice because they can't get off the field. Uh, And yes, I agree. It was concerning, but what, what was nice to see was that Jonathan Gannon did make a few adjustments. He he mixed up some coverages nicely, did some nice disguise work to to kind of confuse Zach Wilson, a rookie quarterback. So it wasn't overly difficult to do that because Zach Wilson, just like Jalen Hurts, is finding his way through this league. So um, I give them credit. And listen, you know, you get an impactful play uh, like Josh Sweat made on third and four to sack. Zach Wilson and make them punt then all of a sudden your defense is feeling better like oh okay we got to stop and now you can ride that a little bit and put some stops together which they did um you know the the after scoring those 18 points in the first quarter and a half the Jets didn't do anything they were shut out over the last two and a half quarters so um you know that was good to see but you're right because what we've seen earlier in the year you feel like oh man the sky's gonna fall down again here and uh you know we're gonna be in trouble and this defense is going to struggle, but it didn't happen. So, you know, lesson learned, I think, from earlier in the year. Oh, absolutely. For sure. Uh, do you think Jonathan Gang gets a second chance, though, now? What's your feelings on that? I, I do. I, I do, I think too. you will. Um, you, you know. Uh, I'm not saying I want it, but I do, too. Again, I just think that the defense needs some pieces, you know, and he's been able to kind of play to some of their strengths with what he has. And, Again, you know, everybody says, well, why didn't they play like this earlier? And why didn't Nick Sirianni figure out that he can run the ball better in the first six weeks? I mean, you know, it's like you just can't come in and make those decisions right off the top. You're dealing with a a roster of 53 players and 16 practice squad guys. You have to kind of understand as the weeks go on what your team can do. You just can't come in and make snap decisions about your personnel and, oh, this is going to work. It's a trial and error thing, and and that's what we saw early on, and I and I think these guys have kind of figured it out. Now, you know, we'll see how, you know, again, these next four weeks are huge coming out of the bye. You three of your four at home, a place they haven't played particularly well, uh, only one win at home. So you, you're going to have to find a way to win these home games in order to kind of get in the playoffs. And how valuable would that be 
to get a team that is young in spots but has some very good veterans to get that playoff experience. Hey, all I said before the season started was I want to see progress. They're six and seven. They were four, 11 and one last year. That's progress. And for a new head coach who's never been a play caller in this league, a new defensive coordinator who's never been a play caller in this league, and a new quarterback who's still trying to figure himself out in this league. And really, you know, that, that's the one thing that I think is always missed in this Jalen Hurts evaluation. I know that maybe many of you listening to this episode think, you know, Connor's been really harsh on Jalen Hurts this episode. He's just so raw. That's just the, the thing. You know, we always try to compare these situations that the Eagles are into former situations that they've been in previously. This this is unheard of. You know, this is unprecedented area. McNabb was way more developed than Jalen Hurts. I hate that comparison that's always thrown out there. You know, Donovan McNabb was the second pick in that draft. You know, everybody knew what he was coming out of Syracuse. We didn't know what Jalen Hurts was at all. We still don't. That's just the truth. You know, I, I, I see the Russell Wilson comparisons, and I laugh at those too. Jalen Hurts is Jalen Hurts. Uh, the, the Eagles have to figure this out. Now, I'm on board completely with going in Jalen Hurts next year. Don't get me wrong with all the criticisms of this episode brought of him from me. Um, it's fair to criticize quarterback play. I think that's what always gets lost in this the social media world, this this sports talk radio world. Is if you're you're saying something negative, it's automatically you're labeled a hater. And I, I don't hate the guy at all. Have you read my articles about him this whole entire offseason? I was the one. I felt like I was one of them preaching the most to give him a shot, give him a chance. Um, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of positives. There's stuff that you definitely want to build upon going forward. And not only that, he's won the locker room. I mean, those reports are 100% accurate from everything I've, I've heard and everything I've uh, guys I've spoken to. Yes, he's won the locker room. That is the guy. That's their quarterback. They'll go to war for him every single week. But, you know, the Eagles have done that for every single quarterback that's walked through the door, even Sam Bradford. So if if these next four games show, if they snowball, again, like Ed said, it's a hypothetical. They have to have that conversation, the honest conversations with themselves if this is the guy or not. But right now, as it stands today, I think Jalen Hurts has done enough to prove that he deserves next year. Absolutely. And I, I think there is some development there that uh, he's shown the progress. I mean, guys, for all those who are bored this bye week, who miss Eagles football as much as I do, go rewatch that Denver game. You know, I know that it's sour taste that we have on our mouths for the Giants game. I know we feel a little bit weird that we thought Jalen Hurts was going to play against the Jets after his comments, but go rewatch that Denver game. He's not that far away from that Jalen Hurts as we think, and he could put that all together if the run game is adequate enough to balance it out. I definitely think Jalen Hurts can play that to that level that he get played against Denver, and uh, I do trust him going forward as starting quarterback. I just have some concerns about his consistency. That's all. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's fair. All. That's definitely fair. I mean, you know, he has to show a little bit more consistency week in and week out. Um, but I think we've seen enough to say, okay, he he could be the guy in 2022. And if Carson Wentz's 2016 season showed me that that was enough, then Jalen Hurts' 2021 season has showed me that that's enough. That's just the honest truth. Mm-hmm. That's a good comparison. Um, you know, I, I I think, like you say, you know, I think he probably does deserve another shot. But then the other question is, how do you know that, okay, yeah, okay, now he's going to be the guy? When do we know, like, okay, yeah, he's going to be the guy? Is it going to be if he wins three or four and he gets this team in the playoffs? I mean, then can we say Jalen Hurts is going to be our guy for the future? 
I mean, is that going to be enough? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know when you know. It's kind of like, you know, when, you know, you get married, it's like, well, we're not ready for kids. You know, when are you going to have kids? Well, I don't know. And we're ready. But how do you know when you're actually ready? And it's the same with her. It's like, how do you know when he's actually going to be the guy? I mean, what what questions does he need to answer to say, yeah, he's our guy? I, I don't know what the answer is. I mean, I think it's a very moving target as far as what that answer is. And, um, consistency, I, Ed. It, consistency. It's all it is. I mean, every single yeah. I feel like every game that we watch so far of the season, I don't know what Jalen Hurts I'm going to get. If you feel that way every time going into a game, that guy is not solidified as your starting quarterback. Then he's not your franchise quarterback. But once we alleviate those fears, that or at least those worries of what Jalen Hurts I'm going to get, that's when we'll know he's the guy. That's when the Eagles will know. Hey, every week I feel I, I know that the team already feels this way, but I mean that's just team speak. You know, that's just we're in the midst of this season. We're trying to win football. We're going to why would we say anything else otherwise? But until everyone in their guts. I mean, I know there was times where people still didn't feel that way about Carson's, but the people that matter with their decisions that matter until they feel in their guts that every week I can win with Jalen Hurts playing the way he plays. That's when I'll know. And, I, you know, that's that's a tough, tough answer. That's not a good answer that everybody's going to want to hear uh, because that doesn't really, you know. When are we going to feel that way? Like, when are we, who knows? But until every because when Carson Wentz, you know, after the 2016 season, we all knew he was the guy. Probably around, I want to say week, I want to say week four of that 2017 season, I was confident in Carson Wentz every single game. And obviously, everybody was. He was playing MVP level, but well, we didn't know what was going to happen the rest of that way. But the way that he was playing those first couple games out the gate, I was confident in every single game that my quarterback was going to do whatever it took to win that game I, because of the way he's playing. I don't feel that way right now with Jalen Hurts until they feel that way, and they're not going to feel that way after the end of the season. There's no way these four games, I don't think, are going to make them feel that way unless they win all four of them and that wild card game. If they win all four of these games and win that wild card game, maybe that feeling starts to creep in, and then that's how you know. But... Yeah. Until that feeling starts creeping in where you, you you know each game in, game out, my quarterback's going to dominate or play well, or you expect him to play well every single game. Because right now, if if you expect that from Jalen Hurts, I think you're just a major Jalen Hurts fan. Like, uh, that's, like I said, multiple times, and I will reinstate it again, the best case scenario for the Philadelphia Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles, is that Jalen Hurts is successful. And that Jalen Hurts pans out as a starting quarterback that is the best case scenario for this team no matter what anyone thinks no matter what anyone's opinion is that's the best case scenario for this team with that being said they need to be confident in him and they need to see more consistency from him and until that happens you can't say he's the guy until then yeah um you know i think he was doing a good job with ball security which is certainly a, a big thing i mean so he of course was, the ones struggled with mightily yeah, I mean, but Hertz had been doing a good job. You know, he was consistent with ball security up until the Giants game when he three, threw three picks. But, you know, he doesn't fumble the ball away like Carson Wentz does. And, you know, Jalen Hurts is running with the ball a lot, hasn't fumbled it. Um, I think he lost one fumble this year. I think he had four interceptions maybe until that Giants game or maybe five and 12 games, which is which is pretty good. Um 
But that the, that Giants game, that's what kind of – I think we were seeing some level of consistency. And I know the Eagles were running the ball a lot, and they were, you know, taking the ball out of the quarterback's hands during, uh, you know, a very solid month. Um, but, uh, you know, we need to see more of it. We need to see more wins. And, you know, for the win-loss crowd, I mean, Gardner Minshew was 7-13 and 13 as a starting quarterback. Uh, Jalen Hurts is 6-10. and 10. Minshew is now eight and thirteen. So yeah, wins and losses plays a part of it, but you have to look around and see who's around you uh, and how that's growing. And you know, Hertz and and the, I guess even Minshew to an extent in Jacksonville had a couple different coaches too. So you know, it's hard to judge wins and losses, but you know, I guess you're right. It's kind of a gut thing. Is he a guy you feel confident week in and week out with? And I think maybe heading into the Giants fans, Eagles or Giants game, I think Eagles fans were kind of feeling that way. It's like, yeah, maybe he's starting to hit his stride a little bit. And then he comes out and plays a game like that. And that, that, you know, that raises an eyebrow like, uh Oh, you know, maybe he's not the guy we thought he could be. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what, you know, when he gets back in, in the game against Washington, probably this next Sunday, uh, we'll see if he can kind of revert to what he was before the Giants game, which was a guy that I think was marching toward consistency. I, know, I absolutely hope so. I mean, I mean, tip your hat to Patrick Graham too, as well. Patrick Graham should be head coach in this league. He's a very good defensive coordinator, and you know, if the Giants do move on from Joe Judge, and then staff gets uh, plucked, I'll thank the Lord because Patrick Graham's out of the division. He's a great defensive coordinator. Um, and well, it's you got just, Jack Del Rio down there too in Washington. I, I think know, yeah. it, and Ron Rivera, you know, Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio hold it down. And Dan yeah. Quinn has been a great defensive coordinator for the Cowboys this year. Yeah. So it's not there's no. There's no easy task these mm-hmm. last four games no. uh, facing these guys. No but, way. um, you know, I'm still, we'll see, Ed. We'll see. Uh, it just bothered me. You know, Julian Love comes out and goes, Yeah, our game plan was we wanted the quarterback to throw it. Mm-hmm. That's, right. you know, if, if that's how the rest of these defenses feel and that's how they play these Eagles, that's, that's where my concern comes in. That's all. That's all I'm saying. You know, yeah. if we see that Denver game, we see that. Uh, other games you're talking about, and that's fine. You know, I look. I believe in Jalen Hurts. I do. I think there is definitely stuff to build upon there. I know we spent this whole entire episode just discussing this single topic. It seems like, but uh, I do believe in that. I don't want all my comments this episode to be a detractor from that. Um, it's just what I want to see. I want to see more consistency. I want to see more quarterback instincts. Uh, I love the rushing attack. I love you know we, we call Jalen Hurts a dual threat, but I want to see more of the dual of the threat. I want to see more of the pass. I want to see more of the quarterback side of it. So let's see. We've got four games to go. Yeah. But to end the show real quick, let's let's talk some injuries. Let's let's, let's see where we're at with status-wise on some of the injuries. Let's start off with Jordan Howard. Encouraging. Uh, listen, we haven't had access to anybody other than Nick Sirianni Monday and the coordinators on Tuesday, and they don't give anything about injuries. But, you know, on Monday, uh, a week ago, uh, Sirianni was encouraged that Jordan Howard would be able to uh, return this week. Uh, he's already missed two games. They did not put him on injured reserve. So that shows that they were hopeful that he would be back before having to miss three games. So Washington is that third game in the stretch. So uh, I think they're optimistic at this point that he'll return. Again, a bye week can, can cure a lot of these aches and pains. But on the flip side of that, as we saw Jordan Howard uh, – couple of years ago, he was having a very good season in 2019, and he injured his shoulder in week 10, and he sat out the final six games with that shoulder. So, uh, 
you know, uh, we'll see. We'll see how the knee responds. But I think the Eagles are hopeful that he'll be back against Washington. Brian Brooks. Yeah, you know, I I think there's a good chance he comes back. Uh, they're paying him a lot of money. Um, he's not going to be an easy guy to move on from um, in the offseason because of his contract. So I think the Eagles would like to see him come back uh, to kind of show that he can still be the player that he was uh, before the injuries. Uh, and, and this is a big point in the schedule where they, they need kind of all hands on deck. And, you know, uh, Jack Driscoll is now done, uh, obviously, at the right guard spot. They've been used, they use Nate Herbig against Washington, who, you know, he, he's he's good, but, you know, he's not Brandon Brooks. So Nick Sirianni said to us twice that he'd have more information next week. <laughs> he did it again last week on Monday. We said, I'll have more information after the bye. So he talks to us again Wednesday. That's going to be our next chance to talk to him and the players. You know, we'll see what he says about Brandon Brooks. But, you know, Brooks is notoriously – a quick healer. You know, we saw him bounce back from Achilles injuries very quickly. This was by all accounts, a pec strain. Now, if there was a setback somewhere along the line, uh, then maybe he won't come back, but I haven't heard of any setbacks. It's been, I think 12 weeks or 13 weeks since that pec strain. I just think that he's probably going to come back Wednesday. That's just my hunch. And I think he'd be a welcome return to Matt. He'd give that line a huge boost, obviously, uh, if he were able to return. So I think the Eagles would like him to come back. Uh, and he's been a quick healer. It's a little surprising that Sirianni has kind of kept pushing us back with news on his return. Lane Johnson has said he looked good. He's looked good. So, you know, who knows? My hunch is he's going to come back. And he could That'd come back next week against Washington. That'd be great. They do. I would. I think, you know, Nate Herbie's kind of been off this year. I know he's, I mean, as a center, he's been off this year. Uh, we haven't really evaluated him as a guard yet, but well, he had those he two paid. big holding penalties against the Giants that took a touchdown off yeah. the board, right? And then they ended up Hertz ended up throwing an interception at the goal line, so they didn't get any points on that. You know, in forgettable year like from Nate Herbig, yeah, yeah. In a game like that, you need touchdowns, and you know they had one come off the board, a twenty-four yard run from Boston Scott, so uh, that hurt. Um, but he, you know, the coaches seem to think he's playing well. Uh, so far, it's a forgettable year for him. He's definitely not the center of the future, that's for sure. These snaps that he comes out and does are just been awful. But uh, Jason Kelsey, I mean, you know, guy looked like he's crawling off the field basically uh, against the Jets. So uh, are we worried about our president? <laughs> uh, president Kelsey, yeah. He, uh, Sirianni said they got good news on his injury Monday. So, you know, knowing how tough Kelsey is, what has he made, 118 straight starts? He'll play. He'll play against Washington next week. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not worried. But uh, we love Jason Kelsey. We need Jason Kelsey out there. That's one of the most important, if not arguably the most important player, uh, starting for the Eagles. Yeah. Out of all their starters, is there anyone else I'm missing? Darius Slay's been banged up. Yeah, Slay's okay. I mean, he made it through concussion protocol one week. Um, yeah, he's an All Pro this year. You know. And, oh you know, yeah. Getting back to Kelsey, that's kind of what bugs me is, you know, I get these uh, updates on the Pro Bowl voting each week. You know, the NFL sends me an email on the, the balloting. And, you know, it's just annoying to see Tyler Biotis, the guy for Dallas, the center of Dallas, is the top vote getter for the NFC at center. When, America's team. When, when Jason Kelsey is clear, <laughs> clearly deserving of that. It's just out and outward disrespect for, for Kelsey. He should be the starting center. Um, you know, in, in the Pro Bowl. Not that that's a big deal, but listen, I mean, it is a big deal for the players and fans. They like to see their guys get in. And, 
you know, there's no way Tower Biotis is a better center than Jason Kelsey. No, he and he's not so, even playing so better than him. See that. Yeah. No, he's not playing better than him this season either. That's just America's yeah. team taking over a fan vote. Yep. That's all it is. That's it's silly. It is probable voting is so silly to me. But I mean, uh, all pro level from Jason Kelsey and Darius Slay this year, absolutely though. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I don't think there's any other injuries I'm missing. Um trying to think, uh gosh, I, I guess um that's that's well they had Patrick Johnson. He got nicked up during the game. Um That's right. But yeah. I mean he hasn't really made that much of an impact this year. They love Jannard Avery still for some reason because he's on the field so much. Yeah, and and there was another one I can't I can't remember. But I, you know, look, Nick was optimistic about all the injuries on Monday, and with the week off, right. you have to think that you know they're getting the treatment they need, and that you know they should be ready to go uh, by the time Washington hits uh, next Sunday. Because I would imagine that the Eagles, you know, the game plan is to lean on the rushing attack to end this season. I mean, this is what their bread and butter is right now. It's what's working for them. Oh, uh, Having Jordan Howard back is going to be huge. You know, it's so funny. Who would have thought Jordan Howard at this point? I mean, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season, Jordan Howard's going to have a major impact on the Eagles' success this season, I would have laughed, I think. I'm pretty sure I would have laughed, to be honest with you. Yeah, and you know, I would say the same thing about Davion Taylor. I mean, you know, I think the Eagles are a better team with Davion Taylor at linebacker. Oh, absolutely. Alex playing awful this year. I just it's a shame because, you know, we've been through this with Jordan Hicks when he was in Philadelphia. He was a phenomenal linebacker, but he just missed too many games. I mean, this is a guy that broke his hand or wrist or on his honeymoon. Uh, I mean, you know, and the funniest thing is, guess what, Ed? He doesn't get injured in Arizona. No. And, he, and he's playing well. But listen, I mean, if he would have gotten married when he was in Arizona, he goes on his honeymoon, he breaks his. Yeah, wrist. I know. That, yeah, exactly. you know, it's just so kind of fluky. And, you know, you hope that that's not the trend that. Davion Taylor's taking here because, you know, they're both third round picks at linebacker Hicks in 15 and Taylor obviously in 20. But, uh, you know, you hope that that's not trending toward Jordan Hicks territory because I think Davion Taylor is a very talented kid who kept getting better week in and week out. And I, I think wasn't even anywhere near his ceiling. Yeah, no, not at all. He, he I mean, think about it. Ed. He's barely played football and he's played football this season a lot better than Alex Singleton has. You know, I like Alex Singleton a lot. Big fan of his game. Great pal of the uh, Giovanni's podcast. But uh, just the truth is, you know, Devon Taylor's all played him a lot noticeably this year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Jordan Hicks had very damning injury history in college too at Texas. I don't know if Davion Taylor. I I don't really recall his Colorado injury no, he history. Wasn't, but, you know, he was fine. I mean, but he, you know, he got the late start. But he has gotten banged, He's gotten banged up with the Eagles ever since he's got here, though. That yeah, is true. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. Yeah. He, he can't stay healthy. And that's a problem. And, you know, I do think he has a bright future for this team. You know, honestly, the way that TJ Edwards is, they still have to add a linebacker this offseason, but they might only have to add one. Because what Davion Taylor showed me is, let's keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, TJ Edwards is showing me this so far. I mean, let's keep going. Well, the Eagles gave him a one year contract extension. Yeah, so they, he, yeah. will, he will keep going at least through 22. Exactly. But I still think they should add just one more. Yeah, just well, bring one more guy in. That's it. I, I don't think they have to go so crazy at linebackers, what everybody thinks now with what Davion Taylor and TJ Edwards have shown. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it's not necessary now, but let's end the show real quick. We're saying what we think is going to happen these last four games. I just want your prediction. You know, mm-hmm. just in case we don't you know get to be able to do show. We want to do a show once a week, but in case we miss some time, do you think this Eagles team has enough to make the playoffs? 
They've been pretty inconsistent all year. I mean, they've only had one two-game winning streak all year. It's been win-loss, just, you know, maybe a two-game losing streak here. But, you know, um, the inconsistency is a worry. The fact that they've struggled to win at home is a concern. Um, Personnel-wise, I think they have enough to compete. I'd like to see, you know, we haven't seen a whole lot of development or deep throws to Quez Watkins since earlier in the year. Um but I, I do think they have the personnel to to compete for a playoff spot. If you look at some of these other teams that they're battling with, you know, Minnesota, Washington, uh, San Francisco, who they lost the tiebreaker to because they lost the head-to-head. Um, but, yeah, I think they can compete. Now, you know, whether or not they can be consistent enough over these final four games, because to me they have to go – Three and one, which gets them to nine and eight. Um, and would that be enough? Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, can they go three and one? I, I'm not sure of that either. I, I think they probably go two and two at this point and end up eight and nine, uh, and just miss the playoffs, uh, just because they haven't really achieved much consistency. But we'll see how they are coming out of the break. Andy Reid was great coming out of the break. Nick Sirianni, we don't know because he's never come out of a break before. It's his first year. To give to give a, yeah. a first-year coach this bye week this late is just, he got screwed. Point blank, he got screwed. Yeah. And, and you know, this is their only two-game homestand. They, they haven't played back-to-back home games all year long. This is the only time they're going to do it. I mean, which is another uh, you know, slight, I think, to the Eagles to have – not have back-to-back home games until, you know, we hit the holidays is just beyond (laughs) incredible to me. Um, So whether that's good or bad, I don't know, but they haven't been able to build up any momentum at home, and maybe that's part of it. They just haven't played enough at home on consecutive weeks. So I I don't know. I just – I'm not sure they're going to be able to be consistent enough to put together a three-game, you know, win three out of four. I might be wrong, but I – I think more realistically, you're looking at two and two, nine, eight and nine, and it's a lot like 2016 when Peterson went seven and nine. They missed the playoffs, but they came back the following year and and put together a good run. I'm not saying the Eagles are going to do that, but you know this is what happened in Peterson's first year, and I think that's what's going to happen uh, in in Sirianni's first year. Two and two, yeah. they finish eight and nine, and they were in the hunt his first year. They were in the hunt Peterson's yeah. first year. So I mean, hey, 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 are you afraid we out there doing that answer right now? Relax, sit back and breathe because they were four 11 and one last year. And at the worst point that I've seen this franchise since Andy Reid last season with the team. Yeah. I don't mean that's to upset exactly anybody. I don't, I don't mean to upset anybody by saying that. I'm just, I'm just giving you, no, no, I, I don't I think, you, think are. you know, I listen, I hope I'm wrong. I hope they go three and one. Hey, maybe they go four and oh, but I just think, you know, my realistic look at this is two and two. That's that's all I can say. I don't mean to offend anybody by saying it. No, uh, just take it for what it is. It's a hunch. You know how you, you know how Eagles fans are. You yeah. know we don't like to hear about us losing. We want we want to have keep the faith, which are, we have the faith. We definitely have the faith. But realistically, this team was four eleven and one at the worst position I've ever seen them since again any reason last season. I know what Chip Kelly did the following year, taking them to the playoffs. But obviously, as you can see, that wasn't long term sustainable. I want something that's long-term sustainable. And I think they have that with Nick Sirianni's foundation that he's putting in place. So uh, to be in the playoff hunt after what they were, because they uh, honestly, uh, they're probably even worse position than they were coming off last season. They were Andy Reid's last season. Uh, So much dysfunction, so much drama, so much. I mean, there's so much that can cloud a whole entire season and just ruin it for most teams. 
And yet here the Eagles are in the playoff hunt. Uh, soak that in, my friends. Soak that in. You know, take pride in that. Be confident. Uh, for all the cards that were stacked against these guys, they're improving. Yeah. And that's all I said I wanted before this podcast season started. I said I just want to see progress. And guess what? I got it, and I'm very happy with it. So yeah. the fact that they're even in this playoff hunt right now with the position that they're in, with the personnel that they have, without Brandon Graham, folks, without, like the, the heart and soul of the team, without Brandon Graham, they're in a playoff hunt. Um, very pleased. Very pleased. Uh, even if they don't make it, I, I consider this season a success. And I'm confident in the head coach moving forward. And that's all I wanted to have. That's all I wanted out of this season. So Nick Sirianni, let me just end this episode with saying I am sorry. I should have let the flowers blossom a little bit more. I was a little impatient with my garden. I called Home Depot, tried <laughs> to have them fix it up a little bit, uh, get some tools out there. I should have been a little bit more patient. I should have just let the the, the flowers blossom by the on their own. Well, so I apologize listen, for that. All you really had to do was water and fertilize, Connor. Just That's all we got to do, water, water and fertilize. fertilize. Yep, that's it. And it's good to be playing meaningful football in December. That's that's what I'll say. It's it's, you know, we get spoiled sometimes, uh, you know, but the Eagles are always pretty consistent. They're playing meaningful football in December. Now, it's a weird schedule because they're playing 17 games. So we're going to have January football. We're going to have two games right. in January. It's weird. But, you know, here we are almost, uh, you know, we're in the holiday season here and the Eagles are uh, playing meaningful football. Really, that that's that's what you hope for. And that's what we have. And Pete Roger Goodell for allowing the Eagles to have a bye week at this late in the season, though. That's ridiculous. I put the hammer down on that one. That, if this ever happens again, I'm making a petition. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to be back next week. We're going to have we'll just go back to our one episode per week schedule, hopefully permitting uh, schedules permitting. But uh, that's what's looking like. We're going to do one week episodes, and then of course Philly Sports with Giovanni will be back as always. Once Giovanni is healed up for our surgery uh, again, shout out to our soldier had the tooth surgery, uh, had a couple teeth removed, plus his women teeth, very tough, swollen face. Yet, you know, still the most positive guy I've ever talked to. Uh, he just wants to wait until his face is not swollen anymore to get back to the podcast, which I completely understand because he puts video to these things. So uh, Philly Sports with Giovanni will be back soon. Let's prayers to our guy as he recovers during this surgery that he just had his 21st surgery. Just insane. Mm. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in again. The show is presented on betonline.ag and Manscaped. Promo code GOBIRDS for 20% off. Get your ornaments ready for this holiday season. Manscaped.com. 20% off promo code go birds. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.